Companies like Breezeway are a perfect example of what a tech stack looks like when implemented correctly. Everyone thinks the more technology they add to their business, the better off the business will be. And that's incorrect. Just because you have more toys doesn't mean you have better success. When you utilize your softwares to the fullest capability that they have, that is when you realize your business will be successful because you're operating at full capacity with all cylinders firing at once. And Breezeway helps you do that. Breezeway is an all-in-one solution for operations in order for you to understand what the status of your property is, how the inspections are going for your home, what maintenance tasks need to be completed before a check-in or after a check-out. Especially when you're in a remote location and you may not have the best Wi-Fi or cell service, their mobile field app is perfect because it works offline until you get into a service area in order to upload pictures for inspection and so on and so forth. So before we dive into this week on technology, if you want to understand technology better, then go ahead and hit the link in the show notes and check out Breezeway to see what they have to offer in order for you to become successful with technology in your business. All right, Andrew, welcome back. Good morning. Day four of Vacation Rental Micro School podcast for Tech Week. And yesterday was a, a big one, understanding the cost of your technology, understanding the profitability of your business. You and I were on a panel together in Vegas at the VRMA conference for anyone listening, Vacation Rental Management Association as one of the biggest organizations in our industry for the big property management companies and softwares to attend from education to great networking, all the above. We were on a panel. You mentioned the amount of technology, the amount of is an all-in-one solution is individual pieces the right fit for you. And again, for any listeners, this is a little bit more of a 102 topic, not a one-on-one episode. So for anyone listening, they're just figuring out their business. They're figuring out the industry. They're learning a ton. They're taking good care of their guests. Maybe even trying to just imagine dipping their toe. How do they know if their tech is working? There's certain technologies that you just know. If your digital access isn't working, you will get a call at any hour of the night. So what if you wanted a particular price? Maybe you were charging $150 per night and you were selling on Airbnb and VRBO. And you wanted to make sure that you're, maybe you updated the price 160 and you wanted to make sure that that price was now distributed perfectly to both channels. That's a little bit harder, right? You either have to trust the system or trust but verify is really what most folks do. And when you get to the hotel space, at scale, they employ software to go crawl the internet to find out where their prices have been posted incorrectly. So it's a little bit harder when you look at distribution. At a small scale, you check it yourself. And then you have things like revenue management, which bluntly put is, is maybe the hardest to measure. Here's why. Let's say you turned on Wheelhouse and you're making $2,000 a month before, and now you're making, let's say, 2200 So you increase your revenue by 10%. I turn this on. Well, what if in that same time, your market demand increased and your competitors actually increased their revenue by 20%? I would argue in that case, Wheelhouse didn't make you 10%. We cost you 10%. When you deal with revenue management, you move into a space that's incredibly difficult to measure because you're measuring hypotheticals. What would someone have paid me for this property? How many nights would they have booked if it was a particular price? When you, are, when you get into these more intangible, harder to measure things, it's very difficult 
no doubt, which is why I actually think there is, you know, what, what revenue management systems will all eventually have to do is publish all of their research, publish their methodologies, and allow themselves to be audited in a way that allows people to answer that question over time. Did this software help? So I would say, Will, in terms of understanding whether your technology is working, there are certainly different kind of expectations and levels of trust you can have for the different types of software you might employ with, I would argue, the hardest two softwares being software for revenue management and software for the act of underwriting. So predicting how much money you can make off of property long-term. Those are similar, but different problems. Both deal with hypotheticals and both are therefore harder to measure. Does the operator need to be an expert when it comes to tech? Because uh, this is also, we're really going to be going off of this conversation that we had at the VRMA conference, which is we have a friend, her name is Brandy, and she has gone through multiple property change, property management software changes due to one, the growth and scale of their business, but also there seems to be a pattern and maybe our listeners might see this as they're growing their business, as they're starting their business. There's a pattern of, oh, well, we don't have that feature yet, but it's on the roadmap. Or yes, our connection with Airbnb and Verbo and all these other channels is the best. You will never find anything better yet than someone may sign up and it actually isn't. It's a horrible experience. Maybe it's that one off. Maybe it was a fib. Maybe who knows, right? There's all sorts of things. We all try to, we're all trying to grow a business here. So do you need to be an expert and how do you suggest maybe even property managers or hosts look at their providers that they're choosing for their technology stack? The way I think about this is I think technology is a little bit of a scary word sometimes. I like to say you don't need to be an expert in technology, but you should probably be an expert in product. And, And by that, I mean, can you go in and learn a product relatively quickly? And our listeners might have, they might have learned how to use Excel. They might have learned how to use email. They might have learned how to use an online, like a hello sign, like a digital scanning software. You've probably learned how to use products and you've learned them to help make your life more efficient. In our space, it's the same. You actually have to invest the time or someone on your team has to invest the time into really learning these softwares that can help you run your business more effectively. So I would say whether it's important for you to be an expert or not in what I would call product is TBD based on whether you love it or not. And I always say when you're hiring someone for your hospitality team, you should ask them about which softwares they know really, really well. And then you should ask them, pick one software and tell me how you'd improve it. And people who think about product all the time from how to improve Instagram or Twitter, whatever social media, they, whatever it is, people who think about product a lot and think about it critically will be able to answer that question like that very quickly. Right. So you want to ask a question that allows you to know whether the person you're speaking to really loves naturally learning software. And that's a great teammate because there's so many softwares that you need to run your business well. So I actually would say someone on your team needs to be great at software. Your company will not scale as effectively without it. And that person needs to naturally love it and that needs to be eager to both learn about new softwares and master current softwares. And that will help your business thrive. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think there's also a piece of maybe underestimated and under talked about as one grows their company is a connectivity piece. You know, how well do these softwares talk to each other? Because a tech stack is great when they all do their part at the right time. And sometimes you can have the best dynamic pricing software, the best access control and the best operation software. But if your property management software does not connect very well it's clunky it's 
uninvested in their their integrations with companies like yours or others that can make or break understanding these technologies you can know i think um, as we were going to mention brandy again just having this kind of to-do list or checklist of what are the requirements that are must for my business and for my softwares as i'm shopping because again like there's going to be a lot of people that will tell you what you want to hear to get the business but also understanding there is certain requirements that you have to have and i think connectivity is one can you touch on what maybe represents a good connectivity partner do is there a certain thing that stands out when it comes to one of those great question yeah so i i completely agree and i think i take it as a symbol of how advanced our space has become that i like to say connectivity has gone from a feature to a foundation it's how our entire space needs to be architected all our softwares need to be able to talk to each other the signals you should look for when evaluating usually when whether this is usually framed as does your property management software connect well to a bunch of the other sometimes known as ancillary softwares. An ancillary software is something like uh, wheelhouse is something where it's like you might start with a property management software and that's where you manage your properties. And then you bring in, you attach revenue management software to that central hub. Or you might again have a PMS and you attach a channel manager that can distribute you across 50 channels. I think of those as ancillary. Or you might have an operation software, which needs to listen and know when your guests are checking in, and that information sits in your property management software, and it needs to read that data and then help you manage cleans, as an example. So I think of, I think the two hubs for most people are what is known as property management software or a new family of software that's starting to emerge that is is kind of similar to a PMS, but it's very focused on connectivity. This is teams like Appaleo and Journey who have said connectivity is the most important thing. So as a signal of how important connectivity is, first you have those teams who are just focused on connectivity as the service and the software, part one. Part two is you have a lot of property management softwares like HostAway and Hostfully and Guesty and others who have gone out and they have connections with hundreds of teams in our space and they'll have marketplaces listed where they say, hey, if you use us, you can also use all these other softwares as well. So that marketplace is, will show you kind of you know, how, how open is this team to working with others. And then the question I would ask each team is if a problem emerges between, let's just say Wheelhouse and Hostfully as an example, sometimes you don't know what system is to blame. And sometimes we don't know which system is to blame. And what you want to know is that both teams are going to go commit to solving that problem quickly. So the, the simple things you might want to ask is, okay, Hostfully, do you have a Slack channel with Wheelhouse? Or, okay, Wheelhouse, do you have a Slack channel with Hostfully? Tell me how often and what was the last exchange you had. You want to know that our teams are essentially, even though we're different organizations, that we function as one. Otherwise, you might be stuck with a problem that doesn't have a solution for a month. So I would say you want to you ask about whether, you know, is there a Slack integration between teams? I think you also want to look for teams. I think a must now is you must have, every team should have 24-7 live chat. If they have 24-7 live chat that you can ask any question at any time, that is a signal that they care about the speed at which your problems are solved. So you want to look at, for those signals. Either it's 24-7 live chat evidence of a Slack communication between two teams, a robust marketplace, 
or other things that allow you to truly discern whether someone is focused on connectivity and allowing you, in a sense, to run your business however you please. And a bonus tip, too, as you're interviewing these companies and you're getting these answers, if you're able to attend a conference where you can see what vendors are attending, a great way to also test the waters is actually show up in person and be a part of the conference, but ask those questions. See how they interact at conferences together. Are there booths to, uh, close by? Are they hosting happy hours together? Are they, you know, there's a good way of showing this com- camaraderie outside of just interviewing a salesperson on, on a team, right? I think, you know, there's, there's little things I, I love and kind of mentioning the VRMA segment again. You know, you hostfully and other companies have partnered up and done happy hours. And it shows that not only do you value your partnership and integration, but as a team, you guys do work well together, which again is really important. So a little bonus tip as we're closing out day four. Yeah, day four on the books. And I'm super sad that we're actually ending almost day five. It's going to be crazy. So I'll see you tomorrow morning and off we go.